plan is working. We're doing this. We're winning. We had a hard fight. We lost people, brave people who gave their lives to make sure we won. By the time it was over, there weren't any saviors left standing. We beat him, but things got complicated. Jesus took prisoners, brought them back home. We're holding them outside our gates for now, until we decide what to do, until I decide. We took the outpost bit by bit. We thought we'd won. We were gathered up in the open when they ambushed us. It was over in seconds. Ezekiel, Jerry, and me were the only ones who made it back. All of it, it's scarier than I thought it'd be. But we're doing it. We have to. Sasha was first. And now, there's been more. The sacrifices are real. We need to make it right for them. The rest of the plan's still a go. We're moving on to the next step. I'm headed there now. The sanctuary's still surrounded. They're trapped, cut off from their supplies. Every hour that goes by, we're making them weaker. The lookouts are all around the compound. They open a door, we fire. But if they open a door, seems like they'd have bigger problems. We meet at Sanctuary in two days to end this. To win it all. It's not like we haven't fought before. We fought every step of the way to this place. To this moment. The path has led us here. To who we are. To each other. To now. And we're so close. This can be our last fight. Welcome back to Squawking Dead, goslings. Before we get into the episode, I'm announcing the launch of our YouTube channel. Same as always, just search channels for Squawking Dead and subscribe and hit that bell notification icon so you know the minute we post an episode. Hopefully, we'll someday break out of our audio box and even do some vlog-isodes. For now... Exciting. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. You should be sorry. <laughs> for, now, for now, the videos are essentially the same audio you can get on SoundCloud, but with some not-so-boring visuals and some pretty and a pretty cool intro, in my own humble opinion. We've also launched our official site at squawkingdead.com. Yay! That is super exciting. <laughs> it mostly showcases the episodes and the many ways you can subscribe to the show. Dealer's Choice, Apple, Google, YouTube, whatever you want. So many ways. So many ways. Big to big. <laughs> Much. After our last two Ezekiel and Negan-centric episodes, we're back to following our protagonists, eager to see the grand plan executed to completion, but unsatisfied with just sitting on their hands. Meanwhile, Carl is taking the time to actually do right by Laurie, staging the New World Order by inducting its first member, Sadiq, our Muslim Glenn, whom we briefly met in the season opener before Rick Dunn drove him away. And though we anticipated that we might not see Ezekiel for a while, Carol, much like Carl, funny how they're one letter apart, channels her frustration over abandoning her quest to the sanctuary to rally Ezekiel, but Ezekiel just can't snap out of it. As the tensions at the hilltop continue to intensify, Daryl and Tara leave Alexandria to take out not Negan, but White. With that, I turn to my friend, my confidant, the most golden of girls, Carolina. Where do I start? Well, 
I'll just start off by saying the past two episodes were pretty strong. This one, I gotta say, I feel like this one was a step down. <laughs> I was not a fan of this episode. Yeah. <laughs> this episode, as far as I'm concerned, should have been called Bad Decisions. Like, wow. I didn't... Like, I'm sorry. Like, I was really riding high on the Kingdom episode. Which one was that? Some Guy uh, yeah, episode some guy. four, I think it was. Really like that one. The Negan-centric episode of Father Gabriel. I mean, you know how long I was waiting for that one. Oh, so yeah. I Let me ask really... you a really big question. A really quick question. Were you satisfied with with last week? Because you were very worried about last week's episode. Initially, I had wanted more from last week's episode. Like, I was glad that we got the confession and we got some bit of information. But in retrospect retrospect when i think about it i think that there was actually and i was going to bring this up i think that there was more his answers were a little bit loaded and it actually gave me some further insight as to what we may find out in the future that i didn't catch on first viewing so mm-hmm. i so i was actually a real fan of the last episode because when i thought about it i was like hmm yeah that potentially could be something you know i i don't know if it'll be something and just to get it out of the way but when he talks about like whoever was in charge before and how he came into play and when he was talking to Simon about backsliding, it, it kind of made me think, well, was Simon the guy in charge last time or, or something or what have you? Just because in my mind, it would explain a little bit more about the Oceanside situation. Because when we met the Oceanside in, in the last season, they were talking about how the saviors came. They lined up all the men and boys over 10 and executed all of them. That's not what Negan, and that's not what Negan does. Negan doesn't do that. So it makes me think now that whoever was in charge before maybe had this sort of reckless behavior and then Negan stepped in and was like, no, 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 no. People are resources. And he has his mantra of maybe you kill one person to make a point, but you're not just killing people just for the sake of killing them. So in retrospect, I think that episode was a pretty loaded episode with information that could possibly shed some light on a, a lot. So it's a, good, it's a good thing you asked that question then, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's pretty mind blowing right off the bat. Yeah, and I didn't it didn't occur to me initially and then after talking about it and thinking about it, I was like, well, that's true. Because I did think at the time, I was like, who, who was in charge before? I was like, well, that's not throwaway dialogue. That has to be something. And then when I thought about it, I was like, well, that's true. Because I never, because even before all this, when I was watching it last season, the whole story of Oceanside, to me, even from just knowing Negan from the comic, it just didn't make sense. I'm like, well, right. the, the character would never just do that, especially children like over 10 like that makes no sense because even the way he treated judith and carl you know like with a certain affection i was like that just doesn't doesn't make sense you know yeah, so like he, would, he would kill carl to get rick on board but he wouldn't right. kill carl for just arbitrarily thing. yeah right. just arbitrarily right. no so it just it didn't make sense like that kind of behavior didn't correlate with the character but then saying that it makes me think huh i was like maybe that situation with oceanside was with whoever was in charge of the group before he came into power and basically took over the saviors right so and and now it's this would be a good opportunity to also remind everybody that and i should have announced this at the top of the show that we have just posted our first blog post uh actually carol is in charge of the blog and she posted a recap episode yes of the big scary you which is uh, episode five of season eight yeah and so why is this a good opportunity well carol being in charge of the blog will also be posting her little comic spoilers so yeah. something 
I will not read no. for you for you people who are TV exclusive and do not yeah. want to be spoiled uh, with comic information that may change anyway. But you know, at the same time, there are some people that I know will want to delve into the comic lore to see extrapolate possible timeline, you know, potential. Notes. Yeah. But getting back to this episode, I will say that my biggest issue with this episode is that I feel like we were returning to the same old bad decisions. Why in the world are we going to these garbage people? I mean, you know how I feel about these garbage people. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, they just me can't both. be trusted. That's one. <laughs> yeah. Secondly, have we not learned from from the whole Rosita and Sasha situation? Why are we going off on these suicide missions? Right, you know, between right. Daryl and Tara... And, and Michonne and Rosita, I'm like, what do you guys do? Or and even Aaron and 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 Enid, I was like, what in the world? I'm like, because this makes sense. Okay, we're all gonna scatter. Meanwhile, Rick's like, you know, tied up in a, in a freaking trailer, thinking that like the cavalry's coming and they're off on their own like side missions. <laughs> it's just yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. it's it's. I think you're mostly. It's mostly this idea that they're very. That you have some people that should not even be going out that are no. injured, even that yes. uh, that really have no business going out and committing suicide, basically. Right. right. So, oh boy. Yeah. I mean, of, I agree with you. I agree with you wholeheartedly there. Yeah. That was my my frustration. It was just like, ugh, are we doing this again? Did we not learn from the Sasha situation, Rosita? I wanted to shake Rosita. I mean, oh, yeah. uh, although it was more Michonne who wanted to go out there. Rosita just basically decided to tag along. But yeah, really like I'm, not, was... I'm not in the mood to get shot again. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, so, I, I, I don't know if I had the same reaction as you, but like as you're framing it this way, it's like, okay, why are all these people making huge mistakes? Yeah. But I think, you know what, let's, let's take this a little further, as I usually do. If you've noticed, though, a lot of the younger people, let's take Henry with Carol, and let's take Harl with Sadiq. Yes. Uh, uh, many of them, there is a distinct effort here to, and even with Carol a little bit, but even though she's a little older, she's young at heart. And it, it seems to me like the younger people are forging their own path with respect yes. to, like, instead of wasting wasting my time falling into the same old traps and being bloodthirsty you know what let me use my time constructively and build a better world you know jesus is obviously the prime example of this but he's a little yeah. tied up right now almost right you know, literally almost but you have carl with sadiq and you have you have henry and it's all these like little examples of like no i'm not gonna lay down you know i'm gonna fight instead of sitting on my hands trying to make myself crazy i'm gonna just befriend this guy and see if he's worthy of coming to our community so things like that right. the episode does make a little effort to show the distinction between and actually does it in quite the gradient too mm -hmm. uh, all mm -hmm. the way up to the Dara and Terrell which I'm calling Terrell right now that's the tag good. team Terrell the terrible Terrell oh god Terrell that's that's good though <laughs> yeah I couldn't help it like, it's just like I kept saying Dara and Terrell see I can't even do it right Tara and Daryl and so it just came out Terrell one day I'm like all right we're doing this Know, Which is man. kind of what he says. We're doing this, so yeah. yeah. There, there's going to be some major death among that group. I don't. I don't I, I'm just. I'm just putting it out there now. <laughs> Shaking my eight ball. Seven saying. out of the eight sides are saying yeah, death. Yeah. There's. There's. I just. In my mind, Morgan's gone either by mid-season finale or end of the season. <sighs> Tara, I just don't know how much more you can go with Tara in terms of an arc. You know what right, I mean? Right. In terms of a character arc, I just don't know where you necessarily take her. So oh, it yeah. makes me concerned that, eh, especially because she's on this sort of like rage-filled mission. Just senseless I, almost. There's no even, purpose to it. And I 
still don't understand the motive because okay Dwight is your informant he and even I think Tara said it's like we wouldn't have gotten as far as we've had right, if it weren't for it. him yeah. so then why are you guys going on this mission to kill Dwight I didn't get it yeah especially if it ain't over yet you know it's not over until no. the fat lady sings get it <laughs> but uh, yeah no why why risk the right. possibility of him running like I don't know if he would run to the arms of the arms and saviors but why risk losing this asset over this yeah. it's not over you know it's not right. over till it's over so it just, it just made no sense, sense it didn't make any sense I was like I don't understand the motive for this whatsoever I mean I it makes it? sense I mean look I mean Daryl Daryl had some reminders of his captivity and and, and I'm sure he's right. he, not he, he'd only just been released he'd have only just uh, briefed the group and you know after being there for so long you know for I think like, like weeks on end I think or a week at least on it you know straight in solitary no yeah. no clothes no light barely any food right you know not complying still trying to stay strong and tara she's had to live with the consequences of the same I mean, just like maggie she's had to live right. with losing her a loved one right you know just senselessly and out of the blue just with complete cruelty you know the most unsung death ever yeah and, and so suddenly so which is like you said the other week was uh, the way abraham was supposed to go out yeah. so yeah it's it's i can see it but Right. I don't know why I would risk everything. I mean, you're talking about the safety of, you know, the possibility of risking the safety of everybody you love and right. know. So, you know, and, and the walkers haven't been cleared from the sanctuary. I mean, maybe they're no. just checking it out. Maybe they're they're assuming that, oh, you know, they, this is a perfect time to attack because in the confusion we can take them out. But, like, that kind of logic will only fly so far until you start seeing the walkers and realizing, uh, this is, it's not going to work. Yeah. It's not worth risking everything. Right. Plus, the other thing, too, is that they did mention in the season finale of last season, season seven, when they when they were transporting Sasha and Eugene over to Alexandria to kind of ambush them or whatever, they even mentioned to Sasha in terms of the ride, it's a two-hour drive between where um, the sanctuary is and Alexandria. A two-hour drive? I'm like, do you really need to... Why? Why are we risking driving two hours to go to a zombie-infested sanctuary? Oh, like, yeah. like, let Rick bring you back some Polaroids so you can see what happened. Like, there's no need, no need to drive two hours to just see for yourself. Like, I need to see. What do you need to see? I don't understand. Mm. Well, yeah, but I guess in a world where there's no cell phones and there's no instant communication, it doesn't seem like they have a walkie. And if they do, they're not using it because I don't think they want the transmissions to be intercepted. I don't know if you noticed, but the sanctuary seem to have uh, walkies. Yeah, they have. They do, yeah. And I, I believe Alexandria may have at one point had, and if they didn't, you know, it would be probably wise not to use it anyway, because there's not a lot of chatter uh, in this new world order. And if there is, there's a distinct chance that you can find the right channel to glom onto and, and listen to everybody. So in a world where there's no instant messaging or no texting, no calling, I can see people going a little crazy. And maybe that is the motivation for Terrell, let's call it. And and some of the other people like Aaron and, and Enid, you know, just everybody getting a little bit impatient and maybe coming right. out of a world where there's all this instant contact mm-hmm. you know, going into this world we actually have to wait for people to come back another two hours after completing their mission you know there's not microwaves stashed with messages everywhere in this world too so it's like and you can only you only have to check so many microwaves to see which message you know yeah. which uh, picture message you got in the mail True. so and, yeah you know. yeah so i don't know I- 
It's I'm trying to rationalize it, right? So I I hear you. I I see where you're coming from. I was just I was just frustrated because I was like, okay, so we're marching towards certain death. Okay, all right. <laughs> I agree with you. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just trying to work it out. You know, like, was, what's, what's the motivation here? What's what's this character doing? Why? As soon so, as I saw that, I was just sort of trying to calculate in my head. I'm like, okay, which one of these guys is going out in the next couple of episodes? Like, who's who's getting killed off? <laughs> in the next couple episodes i still and it I hasn't still, happened really yet so no so it makes sort of me like con- a lot of the kingdom but you know yeah still. yeah they're like b level it's like <laughs> we're, we're we're i i i'm thinking someone a level might be going i mean i i put tara under a level and i think that tara is definitely i i i'm concerned for yeah. her safety i don't think michonne's going anywhere I don't think that they would do that. Oh, no. But now you see, I, now that you've said it, you just put it in my head. So I know. You, know, you name somebody, it automatically I, just makes well, that because, happen. Well, because I look at it, well, technically, I look at it as like Enid, Aaron, Michonne, Rosita, Daryl, and Tara. I'm like, any one of you guys or multiple ones of you guys could be killed off based on your missions, your your scattered, you know, side missions that you guys are doing. Right, right. I don't know. In the back of my head, I always get concerned about Daryl. Yeah. I do. Yeah. I, 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 I get... oh, to me, Daryl and Tara, I mean, these are prime yeah. suspects. I mean, both yeah. of these have a lot to lose by being so reckless. I mean, not a lot to lose, right. but like, it seems like for being so reckless, it's yeah. got to be one of them. Right. It makes me feel like one of you guys is definitely going out. I mean, I know that everybody's like, no, they would never give her to Daryl. But sometimes I do wonder, especially, I know they get concerned about the ratings and stuff like that. But I, I don't know if doing something that bold in terms of killing off some a character like Daryl would hurt them or be so shocking that people would be like oh my you know people would tune in more I don't know you know I mean like they got a lot of adverse reaction from you know the murder of Glenn but that was just because of the grotesqueness this overt graphic way that they did it so I don't know I I am in the back of my head I'm like Daryl, I don't know. Like, would they do it? Would they actually do it? I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm starting to think they actually might. And the reason I, for that... Yeah, I actually do. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, and it's something you alluded to in a way. I mean, just because of the comic knowledge, we, we do know that Dwight makes it past this. Yeah. So if he is going to be that reckless and actually try to kill Dwight, there is a possibility that either something gets him in the process of trying to kill Dwight because he's just so yeah. hell-bent. Yes. Or yes. Dwight actually takes him out. Right. In which case, it opens the door for something that is not present in the comics in that you have a character that has been very focused on in the show that mm-hmm. hasn't been at all has not made it at all into the comic mm-hmm. now how do you how will you treat the absence or the death of that character in the TV right. show what are the ramifications right. of taking him out yeah. so I'd be very interested to see how this this full unfolds because yeah. whoa this and can go anywhere it could go anywhere I mean you could it could scare you yeah pretty much it could go anywhere it really could so i don't know if they would dare i mean if they did kill off daryl that would be ballsy as hell like if they did it if they actually you know decided you know what this is the course of action we're taking this is what's going to happen i would be pretty damn like floored you know oh, no. and be sad as hell too but no, it i would mean be, it would be justified i guess uh, i don't know uh, yeah i mean that's the thing i don't know you know i don't know if they would do it it'll be interesting to see i mean morgan for sure i don't think morgan's getting past this season i oh, definitely I t- don't speaking of morgan he the will not, over. he will no longer 
be on The Walking Dead, I think, by the end of the season. And that's yeah. because, yeah, he, he, is, he will be crossing over to Fear the Walking Dead. Now, whether he makes it on Fear the Walking Dead, whatever the circumstances of his disappearance from The Walking Dead, that's open to interpretation. But, you know, as far as we know, he's going to be in, I guess, at least the first episode of Fear the Walking Dead. So, yeah. time to catch up, Carol. I know, I know. I'm like... Time to follow our boy. I, I know. It's like, I gotta follow Morgan. I will say, though, I would have been more excited if it was Abraham coming back. Oh. I do. I would have. Like, I in my mind, I was already anticipating that they were going to say Abraham. Abraham. Yeah, well, because they were going to be in Texas. So in my mind, I was like, well, Abraham's from Texas. For his oh, character. I see. Like a, like a, like a rewind of sort of that's, Abraham before the apocalypse. Oh, right. Okay. So in my okay. mind, that's what I thought they would do. But so I was mm. sincerely surprised when I heard that it would be Morgan, the character of Morgan. I was like, really? Was well, like, something's hmm. telling me that. Yeah, something's telling me that the, the show is going to be at a point where fear and oh, the walking dead match up in my that's what i'm thinking and the reason why i think that is because in all the places where we find morgan he's kind of generally be somewhere between georgia like atlanta georgia all the way to dc like texas right. would be a step west yeah and a exactly. hard step west you know several right. several hours west right so it that's would be really cool if it was abraham but yeah i guess that logistically i was just having a hard time understanding i was like so how does he get to texas how does that work Oh, I mean, did I'm they sure that he, he would be in Texas. Oh, that's right, because he was in the Capitol building in Houston, was it? Something like that. Yeah. Okay. So that's well, why it, I was just like, how do you how do you reconcile this? I mean, I'm sure they have their. I'm, I'm sure, obviously, that they have this all planned out. It just, in my mind, I was just like, really, how is this going to work? Well, actually, it could be a time jump thing where maybe you will sure. get your Abraham, and then you'll get Morgan later on. Maybe something happens where they get together, and then a lot of time passes where they are together, and then something. happens happens when morgan comes into the picture and maybe morgan screws everything up <laughs> comes in oh, we gotta go. i gotta fault. clear you, you know, so. uh, it's all morgan's fault it all stems from morgan uh, make it a clearer place <laughs> I don't know. I was just very surprised to hear it was Morgan. I was like, really, Morgan? Hmm. Well, I figure, you know what? Let's put it this way. Just to get it out of the way, I, I do want to jump to the sneak peeks because there's really nothing to say beyond uh-huh. this one little tidbit. But we do see Morgan in the next episode. So not yes. not, not this the current episode that we're covering, but the next episode, we do see him with a sniper rifle. So I did that. Ooh, nervous about that. But I think Morgan's but, yeah. a goner. I don't. Yeah. Who? Oh, man. Who knows at, at this point? At some point. You know, Definitely. Oh, just, I did. I didn't want to say one thing about all these impending possible deaths. I feel like the why I've invented like a new term for this kind of suspense, (laughs) and it's called tantric death. So they they get our suspense levels so high on who is going to die next because it's going to happen, and they don't do it, and they haven't done it for our our little our our title characters, which is you know what these guys are, you know the Terras, the Daryls, the Ricks, and all that. So it's just leading to it, and we're just there's so much build up that eventually they may kill more than one. Yeah, because <laughs> it's just that big, big of an explosion. They've yeah. held it off for so long. So, yeah, tantra that people. Hashtag. I think make so. It happen. Make it I happen, Carol. So. You're better with these things. I'll try. I'll oddly try to enough. make it happen. I guess <laughs> oddly enough, I'm better about death and brooding. Yeah, death, brooding, and hashtags. <laughs> hashtags. There I we think. go. There we go. No, oh, that's your new I... blog, personal blog. <laughs> oh my god, it's a perfect title, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, death, brooding, and hashtags. <laughs> a biopic. Uh, a biopic. Anyway. <laughs> No, I, I just, uh, I don't know. I, I do think that there'll be some major deaths, but I just don't. Uh, Clear the fields. Clear the board. 
Just kill, just kill them all. Just kill them all. Walking That's Dead it. is replaced by an entirely new staff uh, oh, cast. Oh, no. That's it. They just basically cleared house. Oh, my God. He's like person now on Fox. I know. It's like the only person standing is like Jeffrey Dean Morgan. That's it. <laughs> watch you can that. see him surviving. <laughs> he cracked Dean me Morgan up. And Gregory and Simon. Oh. oh my God! Can you imagine? Uh, that's a chip- that's a that's a strange group right there. Yeah. The new Chipmunks movie. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. And yeah no, I, and Gregory is Theodore. So just let's just put that on the table. <laughs> Gregory got his ass kicked this week i mean moly yeah that was some that was a serious wound that man got (laughs) yeah but like that just him sim just being so whimpery and oh i was so uncomfortable there because you really uncomfortable to watch wasn't it i was i did feel a little uncomfortable you know but this show needed it too like it seems to me that people are so tough in the apocalypse and it's rare to see somebody that's been so sheltered yes to see somebody break down like that it was kind of like it's uncomfortably realistic yeah that's the thing i say it all the time remember i said it before people love to like have delusions of grandeur that if the apocalypse happened they would be daryl and it's like no most of us would be eugene most (laughs) of us would be eugene let's be honest about it if we're lucky oh man but yeah i think i think a lot of us would be i mean like i said i'd be lucky if i was a gregory that's 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 how i feel about that and so to see that it was very like it's you know what it's as much as gregory was such a detestable character in this episode like even be, so before that you have the scene with Maggie and him right 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 and he's trying to really get Maggie to do all do all the things that he couldn't do he's looking yeah. at this as some sort of weird opportunity puppet, for puppet master yeah exactly I'm gonna be I'm gonna be Negan so so he's trying to manipulate her to and she oh man god bless her she's like she's so smart yeah you know I guess all that experience with uh, Deanna is really yeah. helping her out has really helped her out and you know with Rick and she everything can she can read people she she knows that he can't be trusted. She knows. Oh, yeah. She knows the wolf, the sheep from the wolf, the wolves from the sheep is what she says. Yes. Yep. Oh, no, no, she gets it. She's like, nope, you're going into the corral too. Oh, man. Oh, and that was, and that was great. That was kind of like the, and I didn't even write this down, but it made me think of this now. But if you do watch Game of Thrones, it was that total mm-hmm. fake out moment where Sansa Stark is trying to, it, it frames the shot where she's trying to try Arya for treason, you know, in this last season. And mm-hmm. uh, at, at the end of the day it was a fake out and she turns to Littlefinger you know because Littlefinger had been feeding her all this information about Arya she's planning to betray you and, and Arya was genuinely scary right. but in, in that she's there in the hall you know Arya is in the center of the room standing alone Sansa's yelling the charges or not yelling or she's announcing the charges to Arya to her face and at the last second turns to Littlefinger and, see, and she says how do you plea you know and it was just yeah. a moment that like oh my god is this actually happening you know, and that's how I felt when I saw Gregory get called out I'm like Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. It's finally, yeah, it's finally happening. He went moment. Into, yeah, and she hammered down. Oof. Yeah, hammered down. It's like get all of you guys are getting into our personal little internment camps, basically. Oh man, internment I mean, camps. You wrote that down, didn't you? I, I mentally wrote it down in my head. I was like, these are basically savior internment camps. That's Don't essentially what Quantumo. That <laughs> is that is basically what this is. I was like, okay, you know, Bill's just mo. just saying, just saying. Man, yeah, but, but, I, but that was true. but that was the thing. They didn't know what. Whether they were going to be like led to 
freaking gallows to be slaughtered, you know, like they weren't sure. So, I mean, in reality, this is about as favorable of a outcome as they can expect to get, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and that's that's true. And But in exchange for that, you get this crazy tension between yes. Maggie and Jesus. And I guess rightly so in a way. I mean, he did put her in a very uncomfortable position. Yeah. If you really think about it, it goes back to what we said about cell phones and letters and like instant right. messaging. It, it's yeah. not there. So you kind of have to think on your feet. And he really took a big chance. Like He didn't send a scout ahead because you can't afford no. to separate from that group in case somebody tries to escape or you know I mean it was a it. really it was a really testy situation in that kind of position like I mean he kind of gave her no other option because what was she, what was she going to do execute people that have already surrendered and have no weapons on them like that's just oh that that's a I mean that's a line that you don't necessarily want to cross because that's just you know like he like Jesus had said to Morgan it's like I've killed you know we kill but we don't execute it's like you kill somebody and as an act of self-defense that you have to but not you know just okay you're defenseless and you have no weapons but you know we're gonna line you up and kill you all like that's just really you know and yeah you know it seemed to be all options on the table and that that's really and whether she meant it or not because there's a possibility that she just made it seem like all options are on the table and she's faking out you know and she really didn't know what to do yeah she can't show her hand you know, but at the same time, I think that also it needs to be like clear that, you know, if anybody steps out of line, if it goes the wrong way, it's like they're they're not going to hesitate having to kill because they're not going to have any other option. But they're trying to be merciful right now because they don't have a reason not to. These people surrendered. They have no weapons on them. What are you going to yeah, do? And, and barely merciful, too. Like, think about the, the food, yeah, the throwing of turnips in everybody's laps. It, yeah. Jesus is trying to hand out food and she's calling him out. Now, right. the one thing that makes me think that she is putting on a, an act is the one scene where Aaron and Enid are with mm-hmm. Maggie. And mm-hmm. Jesus, Jesus steps in after you know Aaron is you know spilling his heart out about Eric, and it's um, he comes in and he says, "Oh, it looks like Gregory's trying to suck up to the saviors now." So he's reporting back to Maggie, and he's being obvious about it. And right. there is still that tension, but it seems to me like okay, we're on the same page, you know that sort of thing. Like right. you know, oh, they're buying it, you know, they're they're right. staying in line. Right, so right, right. Maybe, maybe there's maybe the, I mean, obviously there is a genuine concern, and there was initially, uh, but. I think they, they there may be some simpatico going on, like uh, oh, good cop, bad cop. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus, cop, Jesus, cop, Maggie, cop. So it could be, it could be, just to kind of you know keep them on their toes. Yeah, yeah, and it's working too. Like as you can see, uh, the guy, the savior that was kind of you know trying to talk and you know yes. kind of concerned was his name Philip. I keep forgetting his name. I think I heard Dylan. Dylan, yeah, one of the two. But he seems to speak up. He's kind of like he's yeah. reading the room and he's seeing that everybody's kind of trepidatious some right. of them are scared some of them right. are not being scared <laughs> jared um right. and he's kind of like well look i'm not i haven't been the best of guys but at the same time yeah you know i'm just trying to get by you know and yeah. maybe he's done some things but he's trying right. to i guess something tells me he's kind of like a northeasterner by the way because right. exactly just kind of yes. talks that way just plain spoken in that way yeah you know calling it like it is like some people we know um, yes so, <laughs> i'm just saying like yeah. he's just basically saying like look I you know fell in with this group protection you know but I mean it's it's with a lot of them it's it's a lot of like hey you know I'm just you know doing a job and that's about it you know but no angel no no and I mean far and I don't think anybody who's made it this far in the apocalypse is an angel you know 
which even takes Jesus. me even Jesus, which takes me to the Carl situation with Sadiq. I was very pleased to hear the three questions. We yes. haven't heard that in a very long time. Oh, I could tell you could not wait because I could not wait either. When I saw it, I, I wanted to say something to you. I was just, just like, I was like, finally, <laughs> the three questions. We haven't heard this in forever. I was like, oh, thank so, you. Oh, yes, before you even say anything, because if we're going to go into this, the one thing I wanted to mention, because I, mean, I know Arabic, right? And Sadiq just literally means in, in Arabic, means wise. So I'm wondering how maybe that might play into something uh, on the show. Because names it's, usually, when people have names yes. on the show, usually mean something. I'll and, be interested too i would be very interested because i will say that he is a character from the comic but mm. however he's not introduced really until later on mm. so i thought it was interesting that they introduced him earlier than anticipated so i think that they'll kind of modify him a little bit from the comic because to introduce him at this point i feel it must be for a reason so i'll be curious to see but yeah, I, I that's interesting. I didn't realize his name means wise. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So now I'm wondering, I mean, if that makes any sense. Um, but uh, yes, the three questions and the surprising kind of answers. Like, first of all, how many people have answered so specifically Yes. the amount of walkers that they've killed? That was very specific. <laughs> thirty-seven. Yes. Yes. Give wow. That's a lot of walkers. That's like more than everybody's killed probably combined on the show. Yeah, that's a lot. At least on screen. Yeah. <laughs> That is a lot. Yeah, and I love the reason too. And I know we're we're spelling things out for people listening. So, but at the same time, yeah, why not? Um, but just the freeing of souls is is just this really was... weird idea. It's really cool. I thought it was really cool. I thought that was very interesting. You know, like freeing their souls, which. I mean, I think that's part of it, too. Like, I mean, you know, even going back to the last to the last episode when Egan was talking about, you know, how he feels guilty that he could not put down his wife and almost kind of release her from mm. this kind of life of, you know, living like a walking corpse, you know? Morgan felt the same thing about his wife. And he, he managed to do it either. Yeah. And couldn't do it either, you know? So it's interesting. It's very interesting that he brings up this idea of, like, releasing their souls. Right. How hard himself. it was to put down Bob, too, if you remember. Oof. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So hard. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So. yeah. So, and we see that it looks like a, a repeating theme with stronger characters, yes. it seems to be. Or so called, maybe some of them are not as strong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's it's what an interesting concept. And so, and you know, to the point where Sadiq was able to not only put down these people, but also mercy kill the one person he actually did kill before the other, before the walker could, the walkers could tear him apart. Yeah. And that's something, first of all, very powerful. I mean, you're, if you're actively going out after walkers, you are obviously, you obviously have to be somewhat proficient in them. And he has yes. laid traps. So he is being smart. He's not going after them actively. No. But he's using a combination of intelligence and, you know, and obviously if he has to fight, he will. Yeah cunning yeah. perfect word so yeah so I'm, I'm i'm enjoying the possibilities but there's one thing that i think a lot of people will comment on and that's the fact that who purposely puts themselves in danger you know and carl says this himself like why right. would you risk your energy and your food supply and just to just to just to do this thing mm-hmm. you know people will call it out and say it's stupid and i think it's going to come up in the backlash of yeah the back- is going to catch up with him in some manner it's got but every- the show does this. But everybody on the show th- that night was just making bad decisions. Because Carl, too. I'm like, what are you doing, Carl? Like, get the hell back to the house. Like, that I don't understand. Point. 
like what like i didn't understand too i was like are we again are we wandering around in the woods again like yeah. really <laughs> and, and, then, and them all both of them almost getting killed more over car because yes. car was very outnumbered that was yes. really really panicking. that you, was yeah that was that was a moment that i was like oh <laughs> that was really tense because that looked tense. like the perfect scene to actually take carl out yeah you know and mm-hmm. like i'm still nervous that we're gonna see that he was bitten in the next episode yeah. so i'm like yeah. i'm kind of like shaking right now yeah you can hear um, it in the mic i'm shaking right now i don't yeah <laughs> they, they, they like to they no but they do like to play around with that especially with carl i mean they, just, I mean, they like to do that every season though you're just like oh all the like, many ways you uh, dip Carl in danger. So. Meanwhile, Carl's probably going to be the, the last survivor on this show. <laughs> like, everybody else is going to get killed, and it's going to be, like, Carl is the last person standing. Back to the apocalypse, the, the show is all about Carl. I, I keep, I told you, every week I'm going to try and figure out who's it about. Who is this show about? The showcase showdown. <laughs> <laughs> like the the showcase wheel. Yeah, uh, it's back and to Carl. He's like the back to Carl. he's like the seventy five dollar uh, seventy five cent spot. On yeah, the wheel. on the wheel. Judith exactly. slash Reese's being the hundred, the hundred uh-huh, one, uh-huh. and yeah, Michelle being the fifty one. Yeah, they're they're still up there, Gracie and uh, Judith. <laughs> they're just, still up just there give in it my another mind. ten minutes or fifteen yep. minutes. In my eyes, give them another episode. <laughs> Oh, love it. Although Gra- oh. Gracie, Gracie made an appearance this, this uh, yeah. episode. Yeah, yeah. It's a good look. It's a good look that. on Maggie. <laughs> I saw that. I was like, mark my words, that baby. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry, that baby. It, it, that child means something. I'm sorry. I'm still worried about this whole Judith biting it and Gracie taking Judith's name. I'm yeah. still worried about that. That, thing I, is that that idea that we had in, uh, I think it was episode two. That's another thing that concerns one, me too. Know. Because it's like, they could do that too. I mean, I, I, I think to myself, I'm like, God, do you really want to go there and kill a child? Oh my God, do we really want to do that? But I mean, I just don't know anymore. I wouldn't put them past them to, you know, I mean, they may not be graphic about oh, it. Twisted, yeah. No, but, they won't be. But it's just this twisted. I mean, they almost did that at the prison, if you remember. She was missing from the, the, the from the car seat. Yeah. Or whatever. yeah, yeah. They almost did that there. How nervous were you? Well, you know what? That's the way it was supposed to happen. That's what happened <gasps> in the comic. That's the way it was Ooh. supposed to happen to Judith. So they just didn't. They just didn't make it happen. But that's what was supposed Big to happen. Spoiled. <laughs> Judith was supposed to die at prison. Sorry. <laughs> Spoiler. Spoiler yeah. alert. Spoiler. Oh. It didn't happen, obviously. <laughs> obviously, Judith is still very much alive. Well, I guess uh, my theory actually holds water in a weird, it, now I feel like a jerk kind of way. But it could have. I mean, but the thing is, they could still do it. I don't know. I guess know. they're doing it in a clever way if my theory is, if my idea is, is right. I, that makes so much more sense. We do see her in the flash forward. So that, that, that's crazy, Judith. I don't know. Judith now Brian. now I'm completely like now I have no idea like is it Judith is it Gracie does it matter like does that have any implications for the other one maybe not I don't know so oh, it's just... oh I forgot a middle name is Judith Gracie now ass kicker <laughs> Grimes there you go oh yeah a little ass kisser uh ass kicker <laughs> that's ass Gregory kisser. leave him alone that's that's, that's Gregory yes <laughs> Daryl was the one who gave her that name right little ass kicker I want to say yeah that makes sense I think it, I think it was Daryl Mm. Oh man! Oh, yeah, we've, I, gone, I, we've gone too deep. We yeah, pull back. we've gone deep. Okay, hold on. We gotta get. We gotta get back on track again. Well, I do want to mention the microwave on the highway. There's something interesting about 
having the microwave with the photos and the letters, you know, it's like yeah. this little mailbox on the highway that nobody would know was a mailbox. And then having that clever. microwave thrown at Sadiq, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I want to make a connection somewhere there, but I don't I know. know what that would be. <laughs> I know. But it <laughs> is clever, though. Yeah. I thought it was very clever, you know. And somebody very... threw a microwave at me. I don't know who it was, but it was out of a car window. <laughs> and it was like, oh, it's full of photos. I just ate them. God. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be interesting when they bring Sadiq to Alexandria. I'll be curious to see <laughs> the reaction. Oh, God. It'll be like one of those down south scenes where, like, you know, real deep south, rural, and, like, people looking at him with rocking back and forth on the rocking chairs with the little little thing of wheat in their mouths. Like, they, ah, she, they've, you. They've got rocking chairs at Alexandria. We've seen it. <laughs> yeah, we have. We have. Oh, and and a dude with the, the alcohol. Well, he he bit it. Uh, yeah, that was uh, Spencer. What, what, was, yes. it? was it Spencer? No, the uh, the dude the, the, that was married to the chick uh, that died also with Sam. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're talking about. I don't know. called him the, the, the porch porch dick. Was, he was, yes, they were that's him. what Abraham called him, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I think it was uh, Chris uh, Chris Hardwick. Was that what he called him? <laughs> it was Chris that's Hardwick called him porch dick. He's pretty funny. Chris oh, Hardwick. my God. Yeah. So, and just, well, those guys are gone now, so we're right. good. Yeah. They're all gone. <laughs> Anybody resembled that. But yeah, that would be, that would, I just don't know. Yeah, it's, I, that's the whole other dimension that, and this is assuming that he made except the Alexandria. So, yeah, I'm already yeah. assuming that he does. I'm just kind of like basing it off assumptions that they make it to Alexandria. I know I'm what assuming... it is, though. I know why you think that. What? You saw, you saw that flashback of Laurie and Carl. And you, yeah, there was a little flash to when, when they were talking, when, when he was talking about his mom. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Doing right. Yeah, there's a cute, such a good flashback of Laurie and Carl, the young Carl in the mm. bed, recovering in the farm, I think it was. Oh, And it was yeah, so yeah. sweet, man. It was just so sweet, and it just filled my heart with hope. <laughs> oh, God, that's way back in the day. Jeez. Season two. Watch it the third time, man. I'm telling you, that's it's just a sweet little flashback. I think you could just turn it off, but yeah, that was kind of cool the way they no. framed it. It was no. like a second or two. It was nothing, but yeah, if you caught it, it was kind of cute. Um, oh, oh, Carl. Yeah, yeah. We're being positive. We're, we're there's a little positive part of us. Um, positive. So yeah, Aaron and Enid going to the sanctuary. I, just, I might as well bring that up. I think. Do you trust Enid? I do now, but I just don't know. I don't know what they're trying to do. You know, like, what's the point of this trip? Do you I don't, have an idea why they would be doing this? I, I mean, there's but I do not understand the point because I don't understand any of their points this past episode. But <laughs> I don't understand. In, people. I don't understand any of them. But I know that there are people out there that feel that, and I don't know, like. In the last episode, again, when Gregory was talking to Simon, I think, or, or, or Negan, and he was telling them, like, oh, well, you don't need me to tell you anything. You already knew that they were in cahoots or whatever, like the kingdom and Alexandria and the hilltop and whatever, which in my mind, I thought that they knew everything that they needed to know from the garbage people. The garbage people told them everything that they needed to know. Mm. But now I'm wondering if there is a mole on mm. our side that's feeding oh, information to Negan's people. Because I think we talked about it a little bit, like the whole like transporting of the fat lady, you know, the 50 caliber and stuff. How did they know to move it 
from that particular location to uh, Gavin's outpost? How did they know that they were coming, that they were going there? I mean, yeah, we could say like, well, I don't know, they, they intercepted intelligence or whatever to know that they were coming or, or whatever, but could there potentially be a mole? And could that mole potentially be Enid? I know that some people don't trust her and like think that maybe she potentially could be some sort of factor in it. I don't know. I don't know because Enid's not, you know, she's she's not a very prevalent character. She's always there. And she's always been kind of shifty. So you never could totally, not shifty in the sense of, of maliciousness, but she's just looking out. Like she's kind of like the garbage people. Yeah. She's just looking for to, to survive, you know? JSS, yeah. you know? Yeah, like that's, yeah. so I wonder if that is a possibility. I don't know. Oh, man. Yeah, because you could go down this rabbit hole. It's a right. good rabbit hole to go down. Uh, jeepers, creepers. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that may makes me think that that may not be the case is the, the affinity for Glenn and how right. much she attached herself to That's him. That's true. That is true. Death must have rocked her, too. Yes, and, and it, it seemed did. like it did. Yeah, I think it did because she, she went over to the hilltop to, to visit his grave and all of that. So, you're right. I don't... No, but more twisted things have happened on the show. Right? So. Yeah. I mean, it's. I'm, I'm not. I'm definitely not discarding this idea because. Mm-hmm. But I do. Because oh, insisted it, going with Aaron too. That that see that brings me back to your idea. Because it could. Because it could have had. Because Negan's whole thing with like killing the right person is to make everybody else fall in line. Kind of put this fear in people of like, you know, this is how terrible of a thing I can do, and it, everybody immediately kind of falls in line. In the case of Rick's people, you know, they're not falling in line. They're they're pushing. They're pushing back mm-hmm. but maybe it has the reverse effect on Enid she is young she was very much rocked by it that maybe she is rocked by it to the point of being like I don't want to relive that I do not right. want to relive that situation I do not want to see anybody else get hurt on my part you know like maybe I don't know but yeah, she has been resistant to optimism too yes any form of it which any is why she runs away a lot why she, why she puts puts herself in danger yeah. you know prefers to be alone yes. Ooh, we can go see and it's it's kind of cool like I announced that of a disrupting character we have uh, disrupting comp con- um, concepts you know yeah. we have these ideas where we can go anywhere from just because of the volatility that these people are exhibiting but also throw these volatile situations that they're putting themselves into yes even, by the way even Aaron yes. I, I appreciate the idea that Aaron he no Eric he feels kind of useless at the hilltop and he just wants to be of assistance now what's interesting about all these different paths Aaron and Enid you got Michonne and, and uh, Rosita right. and you got Terrell and, and and all these people that are converging essentially they don't know that they're doing this like, it kind of goes back to the instant messaging thing like they're all kind of thinking the same thing they're all they can't just be patient which I, I can't blame them I get it and I just only because of the instant messaging idea like the idea that we can't get instant communications between each other right. so I can appreciate the idea that they just want to make sure that this is followed through followed through right. at the very least that some people want a little bit more yeah. um and so they're just they just they're tired of living in fear so yeah. you know they just want to see with their own eyes that they, this is going through and if something is just not going right they want to be on hand to be able to make sure it's continuing so yeah. I kind of like the idea that everybody's kind some piece some of these people are thinking the same things so in one sense of the word yeah you could be totally frustrated and I get you and I'm with you actually but Let's appreciate the fact that it's nice to see that these people are thinking somewhere along the same lines. They're, they just want to be, feel safe, finally. You know, they want to have that future. And they just can't feel safe with 
these these cult of Negan people, you know, these saviors. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and I, I think that kind of brings us to to the whole uh, Michonne Rosita thing, them going mm-hmm. to the uh, that place. Now, you, you we'd started talking about it. These these scavenger people. I mean, we, you mentioned it when we were, when you were talking about Enid being the possible mole. Yes. But I don't know if you heard the conversation between Theo and what was the girl's name? Uh, the the two saviors that were in that little warehouse. I- didn't catch her name. Yeah, they mentioned her name in Talking Dead. Oh, okay. And uh, and I just forgot it. I, I forgot what Tia maybe, Tia and Theo or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about the sanctuary breach and the armory breach and how bad, how, you know, they were calling about Dick Rick or what was his name? They, they called him, what would they call him again? Uh, Rick, the D- Dickless Rick or something. <laughs> it's really crazy. God. Um, Rick a dick, I think it was, or something like that. And they were talking about the breach, and they were talking about um, the armory, and, and they are scavengers, and they were looking, and they're basically, it seems to me that they're looking for rank, because they see this as an opportunity for them to step up, mm-hmm. and they go, because I'm like, I'm like putting my ear to the speakers to kind of hear what they're saying, because it's, it's barely audible. Right, right. Um, and they're basically seeing this as an opportunity to, oh, let's get the fat lady, we can lead the herd away from the sanctuary, and, you know, right. and, and Michonne and, and Rosita is like oh if they do that this is over our plan yeah. sucks yeah, so it's exactly. kind of good that they left for the sanctuary and, and heard them just, testing yeah. out the fat lady yeah it is it is true in that sense you know they they did that was kind of smart of them you know on well, they, they didn't know <laughs> they didn't know they looked out you, you, you get know the credit <laughs> they, they they get the credit but yeah it was definitely not intentional they just happened to stumble upon this just like you know daryl and tara car just happened to plow into uh this chick's truck kismet Kismet, yeah it all worked out that way it's divine providence (laughs) and and how great did you feel when that garbage truck hit that truck you're like that doesn't happen on the show ever (laughs) the whole thing i thought was funny rosita basically blowing up that guy was hilarious oh my god i was like no way Think of how many times these saviors have have always kind of how many times have they done that? They've always underestimated the their opponents. They did yeah. it at uh, the chem plant with Carol. Yeah. They, they always assuming the other the other side is not as vicious as they are, or they yeah. you know though they have no mind of their own. You know they just yeah. adopt in this attitude that they don't have sense doing. They really don't. You have a rocket launcher pointed at you, son. <laughs> not to make this political, but I'm sure that there are millions of women across. Across the country that lived vicariously through Rosita in the wake of the sexual harassment allegations <laughs> for a woman to be holding a freaking bazooka-like weapon when a guy says, honey girl, you're not going to do that, are you? And she yeah, just un- oh. unhesitatingly just blows him up. Oh, man. That I'm was, dying right now. Oh, I was like, that is very accurate to the times. Thank you. How would you like Scott a phallic object pointed towards you exploding? Yes, <laughs> so, uh, I, I was. You know, yes, I wasn't even thinking about that. But <laughs> thank you, you, know, you like Walking it. Dead. Thank you, Walking Dead writers, oh, <laughs> for incorporating that in there. In, in, I, mean, I feel like going to you, Carol. So, Carol, we good? <laughs> we, are we good? <laughs> we good? Yeah. Are we even now? A guy explode vaporized practically. Vaporized. Pretty, I was surprised there were more chunks, but <laughs> no, completely incinerated. Dust. 
incinerated. Like nothing. <laughs> I, I lost my mind. Because, okay, let's do the count, man. It's martial arts fight, right? Yes. Okay. Car chase. Okay. Explosion. Helicopter scene. Guy exploding. Guy explodes. What's next? Yeah. I just can't wait, man. Every episode uh-huh. gives me a little action surprise. It's just crazy. It's something out of like a like lethal weapon or I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's just yeah. crazy. Or like in, in this case, it would be like Evil Dead or something. Pretty much. <laughs> but yeah, or Evil Dead 2. That was, you know what would have been even great? And I oh, kind of man. thought this in retrospect. I was like, you know what? Like when the when they ran outside and the chick had like left with the truck or whatever, I'm like, you pretty much could have used that same bazooka on that truck. <laughs> <laughs> you just couldn't load them them phallic things in time. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's what it was. I was like, couldn't you just like shoot that damn truck, like just <laughs> yeah. blow that thing up? <laughs> like, I was thinking that too, but like, okay, let's give him some, let's give him a break. Michonne got the crap kicked out of her. Um, yeah. And then, well, you, and you can tell she's shape, man. They're not a good no, shape. I was gonna say you can tell that she's still not recovered. You can tell that she is still very much uh, in recovery. Neither of them are. It's kind of. It, I mean, it's pathetic but like not in the mean way it's just it's just just they're not there there. like guys come on you know but i did think it was funny that like and and i was i was watching the episode with my husband it's like truck comes in and smashes into the side of this you know the chicks you know the savior's truck daryl jumps out unhesitatingly just like goes into the side and like machine guns the the savior and that's it oh (laughs) yeah i was like i was running like i was watching with my husband eddie and he was like damn (laughs) (laughs) i was like daryl i was like daryl's pretty much like on a very very clear trajectory (laughs) yeah yeah hell hath no fury like a daryl caged (laughs) so he's he's just kind of over it no there's one thing that i that's just been bugging me it's this thorn on my side it's that Mm -hmm. i feel like he's used the fat lady before and i can't place the episode yes he did you know where it was um last season it was one it was the maggie centric episode where it was like maggie sasha and jesus and the saviors rolled in a car that was Mm -hmm. playing opera music oh right right, and they had the gates wide open and it was attracting uh walkers and and the car was um locked they couldn't get in and turn off the music like they basically had it like with operatic music you know blaring like in the middle of the night and the car was just in their community with the gates wide open so they were just coming in you know so they had to though maggie ended up having to like i think she had a tractor she had to roll the tractor over the the freaking car to get the music stop so it seems like they've used that they've done that before where they basically kind of like use a car as like a sound box it's interesting how the saviors have these techniques you know that they basically have this thought out technique technique of like yeah we're gonna do this and because yeah it's true it's like they definitely could have used that act of sanctuary just to lure these walkers away so they definitely like had a plan which is uh commendable (laughs) it's it's, pat on the back guys yeah Yeah, good work commendable you know yeah i mean i think they were going to use it more to lure the the walkers away from the sanctuary yeah but uh because it is a good tool and and then these two these two saviors you know they would have been like heroes they would have gotten upgrades and that's what made them such detestable characters too yeah you know so they got Gotta go. You gotta take him out. Yeah, they gotta take him out pretty quick. The show. I want to touch base on this before we move on to Carol in the Kingdom, and then we'll also we'll get to like Rick in the Garbage nuts. The, the guy, I guess his name is either Dylan or Phil, the the, mm-hmm. the scared, the somewhat scared savior. Now, when Jared tries to escape from the little pig pen. <laughs> 
um, how, the guy, how this the guy knocks him, knocks the rock out of his hand. He like yeah, bumps him. He tries to he tries to talk sense to, into Jared too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, he does. So something makes me okay. So there's two things about the scene that really is it's really interesting. Is this, is this one not Maggie knocks him out? I keep forgetting. Ah, I don't scene? remember. I don't remember. Either, but I, don't, I, don't, I don't think so because I think he stood there next to him and told him like you know this place is going to be ours or something. Yeah, He's that's like, correct. That's yeah. correct. Yes, I'm recalling what I just saw like about an hour or two ago. But yeah, um, yeah, he does that, and then as soon as as soon as Jared says that, Jared says, "Yeah, this place is going to be ours." Gregory kind of makes eyes, mm. and I think the very next scene after that is is Maggie, Aaron, and, and Enid in the office. But right. you know where he's saying, "Oh, Gregory's now sucking up the saviors." Mm-hmm. But there's something about that that that's a little unnerving, and mm. it also makes me start to think. I'm mostly on board with this Phil Dillon guy being possible net good. Like, oh, okay, this is why the plan is actually working. This is what we need to do right. because this this is like a clear example of how this plan is actually makes sense because mm-hmm. we're starting to convince people that look, I'm just trying to survive. If this is the best way to survive without having to you know constantly trying to be ambitious and, and opportunistic and and kill people to get on top, you know, take more. Yeah. And I don't need yeah. to do that. I just need to do my job and be a contributor. You know, okay, I do it. I just want to survive. Yeah. I'm cool. Exactly. I, I'm like 70, 80 percent of the way there with this guy being good dude. But there's that 20 percent of me that is, is yeah, like you just never know. Is this yeah. good? Is this like a cop bad cop? Like, is this Phil guy and Jared is like the bad cop? And then Negan is kind of like the, this opportunity to be pup, the puppet master because he knows the place. Like, he'll like yeah. play them. Like, he'll probably get them killed. Probably get them both killed, but probably mostly Jared and probably I... get himself killed in the process. But still. I, I wonder because I, I, I think I had heard. So I, I could have sworn that when they were before this season came out, they had said that there were going to be two additional new characters to the show, and one of them they said, "No oh, shit." Appar- no, and apparently they always say that they use a pseudonym, like another name for them, oh, okay. so to not give away things. If they would have said, "Oh, you know, there's going to be a new character added named Sadiq," people would have been like, "Oh, well, I know where this is going." Okay, you know, so <laughs> they basically said, "So no," so they had said that, "Yeah, we have a new character." character named Abdul. The casting was for a character named Abdul. And then yes. And then on the show it's like, oh, it's Sadiq. But they didn't (laughs) use the actual character name when they did the casting to kind of keep it under wraps. I think that this guy, the the savior there, I think he might have been the other character that they talked about, but I don't remember. I don't rem- I I feel like he might be that other character because he's getting a lot of screen time. Like this guy oh, yeah. is getting a lot of a lot of actual dialogue in. So yeah. I don't know if maybe he ends up being like one of those kind of you know, like a, a, a Dwight kind of situation where, you know, he's defective, you know, to the saviors, you know, like he's he's not necessarily a savior to his core, you know, as opposed to like the Jareds and the, the Simons. Yeah. 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 <laughs> now, but I, even Gavin, I don't buy that Gavin is a savior to his core either. I think that Gavin is one is again, he's middle management. He's there because, you know, it's a job and it pays the bills. And it's, you know, it gives him his, his, his benefits and whatever. But I think to his core, he's not a savior. Because every time, like, the situation comes up where it's like, oh, here's Rick and his army outside. He's like, Jesus Christ. When they walk out into the hallway and all the workers are there, again, he's like, Jesus Christ. I'm like, Gavin <laughs> is just not into this. He's like, oh, God. I think, yeah, I just think I that know. part of me is kind of like he's done. I don't I think, think he's he going to be one of those characters. He's just too, he's, you know what, as much as he's middle management, he still does the job. And I don't think, I don't think more. 
Morgan's going to let him get away with that. And I think part of me thinks for all the bull, because I don't want to say the S word because of explicit lyrics, but <laughs> for all the stuff, this could be a way in for Ezekiel, for all that stuff that he has to, he had to put up with, with all the drops. Yes. You know, I think this would motivate, I think Gavin will probably take a turn for, this is just me. I mean, you can uh-huh. stick with, with, with what you think. I, I, I could go either way on that. Like, I could think that Gavin is, could be one of those characters that like we just put up with. I don't think mm-hmm. he's going to be a top character. I think he may not even show up again or he right. may be referenced. Right. But the alternative is he buys in fully to me and then you know Morgan and or Ezekiel will find a way to, this could be a good part for Ezekiel to kind of rise up and say this is, this is some BS this is some BS yeah. right there you know and I gotta I gotta I, this you know what I gotta rally and this is gonna be my rallying cry off with this yeah. guy you know because they may end up having Gavin do his job mm-hmm. and try to pick off the rest of the king and maybe get Ezekiel's head you know mm-hmm. like, like like they were instructed to get right, so right, right. could be a good turning point for, uh, for Ezekiel like to rise up or it could be another way to lose a main character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, true. Ooh, the show with its tantra death. Yeah. Tantra death. So Carol in the Kingdom. Let's talk about that stuff. Emotional. Yeah, but uh, we'll we'll get to that. But because <laughs> so, I lost my goddamn mind with you on chat. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I'm, I'm very intrigued by the initial scene with Jerry being outside Ezekiel's domicile. There's not iffy, but I'm very, it's just very shaky. You see that he kind of doesn't need to be there. He's like admitting that I was told not to be, be there. I don't need to be here, but I just don't know what to do. This is what I do, you know? So you could see that like Ezekiel not being 100% present is throwing these guys' games off, especially Jerry, who's like, you know, do or die. So I could tell your heart is, 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 is wavering. It's quivering right now for for jerry well you know like i i'm so happy that he's one of the survivors from that whole first battle. of all that first i mean you know how i feel about that like i'm, I'm sad that he's sad I know, girl. poor jerry <laughs> obviously he's very they're, they're very somber the mood of the kingdom is very somber yeah for good reason you can tell yes. that people are grieving i think they have like a little memorial that they've been setting up for like all their fallen soldiers and knights and family members and ezekiel's just kind of racked in his own guilt yeah. just basically yeah. like you know Remorse. in, remorseful and just he's just he's, he can't face anybody right now he, he doesn't know what to I mean in reality I don't know what you can do I mean like you, your entire army was decimated so I don't know necessarily what you do yeah yeah and, and to compare it with Gregory just for a minute because what a difference between the two people if Gregory was put in the same position he would just keep going but it's yeah. the good people it's people that really invest themselves in the well-being of really contrast the scene in his in Gregory's office with Maggie yes. and with with what Carol is dealing with with Ezekiel in his quarters alone holding the chain of Shiva at the same yeah. time that was rough and and right. you see the huge difference Gregory is saying my my motives were pure he was saying connect the dots you know i really care about my people and we we know that's nonsense but at the same time when when something like that happens to ezekiel he's he can't function no. meanwhile gregory is is 
And I'm not saying that the one thing I, d- I don't want to say is that I think Gregory has no choice. And the reason why I say he has no choice is that he has to be this way. Mm-hmm. Or nibbling, crying, not wanting to be like a baby, like not wanting yeah. to be thrown in with these other killers. Yeah. And so, and you really, and you don't, I don't necessarily, I mean, I do feel for Gregory in a way, but at the same, because just to see that, but only because I feel that he's forced himself to put on this character in order to survive. There's part of me that thinks he's so, it's so easy for him to abscond with just the norms just to be anything he needs to be to survive yeah meanwhile ezekiel lives he puts this thing on and he's never really taken it off this king thing even mm-hmm. right now he hasn't taken it off he still feels responsible yes. you know and Absolutely. i thought that was a good contrast just looking at him and then remembering that scene so yeah i thought it was good to, to bring up because it's there it's in the same episode too so it's it's just a good thing to kind of pick up on yeah. yes yeah yeah, um, and it's powerful. Yeah, and you get to the, the scene where Carol is just desperately trying to convince him, and it's hard. It's to hard. Do the hardest work that he can do. I mean, when you're faced with that situation, we're all, we've all been faced with sort of, some sort of hardship, you know, where yeah. we've had to really just, in spite of everything screaming at us to just wallow in our own whatever it is, to be in that, to live in this sort of misery or whatever it is, yeah. to be told to do something that's just so difficult, even if it means that we don't do it right, it's it's just Herculean, and to yeah. the point where he ha- he might even have to fake it you know like completely mm-hmm. fake it mm-hmm. it's just the hardest thing to have to do especially if you're a man of integrity like ezekiel and that he is that mm-hmm. man you know in that that gregory scene really solidified it with me um, right and but there was that one thing that happened and it was like she tries to shift perspective like make him see that he is that guy already and that mm-hmm. was why did you keep seeing me you know i'm capable you know you know who i am you know and he says you just made me feel real yes not a fiction real yeah. and as soon as I saw that I started seeing tears in Carol's eyes I blasted you with shit oh yeah no I, I, I was agree. just like oh 100%. man I, 100%. like a thousand um, what is it called the, when they ship somebody like shippers right is that what yes. they call them yes. a thousand yes. people just wrote fan fiction just then oh, yeah. in their heads ready to be cartoon drawed animated blogged oh, vlogged it'll um, happen at that moment it's happening. Yeah. yeah it's, it's happening, happening as we speak even after five or six days or whatever it is I don't know what day it is yeah <laughs> so no, those two are getting together oh it's man I, I just got shivers man i just can't it's happening and um you can't tell me why it's happening yeah and carol says you are you are real to me <gasps> to the kingdom yes. she goes on of course of those course, people, can't leave yeah, it just there. Yeah, those people need. Yeah, yeah, it's The Walking Dead. We're tough, right? We move on. Yeah, right. Those, it's like those people need their king to lead them. You owe them that. Henry needs you. you know? He says he can't. You know, it's, uh, it's so heartbreaking. And I do want to see more of that, but I don't know if we're gonna. <laughs> we may, we may, but I don't know. Oh, but I'm, I think I'm, we'll I'm, I'm, I'm pleased to be disappointed though. Like about. Meaning, I'm pleased to be wrong, not disappointed about right. not seeing Ezekiel for a while. It was, it was kind of like, okay, oh, we're not done with him. Okay, we're gonna make him do the hard work. You know, we're gonna make him face this thing. Okay, yeah, okay, I respect yeah. you for that. You know, yeah, good exactly. on them. Good on the Walking Dead. It is because that is, and and it's it's a criticism that I think that they've faced in the past that they kind of go through these traumatic events and just kind of move on. And it's like, no, you know, like there, that is, he went through a very traumatic event. He saw his entire delegation basically be absolutely murdered in front of him in the worst possible way and all reanimate themselves as, as zombies as walkers it's you know they're 
and he lost like his his beloved tiger you know like and that he couldn't do anything to save her you know that time so yeah he has every right to be shell-shocked and not be ready to like all right well let's just get back to it it's like no that's completely unrealistic yeah it's like it's like a knight without his armor you're like yeah how do i know what to be without it you know mm-hmm. like, how do i function so yeah. you know, oof. exactly side note though side note is that and this is the stupidest of side notes but if you the one thing that during the commercials i, I was watching the commercial for no man's land the mm-hmm. walking dead game yeah, I noticed that you can play as Jerry, and I started thinking to myself, maybe I will play this game because just he's just so badass. I just want to hear things that he says he's in between so kills. Hilarious. So I, I just thought that was kind of cool. Like it, he's great in the show, and then oh my god, you can actually play him in the game. Oh, more, more Jerry, <laughs> more know? Jerry, Sorry. and a battle axe. Yeah, battle axe. pretty damn cool. Core. Pretty um, damn cool. <clears throat> yeah, naked arts and crafts. Like they're just so bizarre, so man. That yeah, no, that's the first thing that needs to be brought up. They're, they're so weird. It's just—it's a cult. It's like downright cultish. That, that's basically what it is. Yeah, like they—they they are a cult. Everybody else is dressed except her and her her little slave. I guess they were the only. It was weird, man. It was weird. Yeah. I was like, I, I don't quite understand. This is what you got. This this is what you do on your free time. You make arts and crafts out of garbage wire and metal in the nude <laughs> i don't yeah. understand you know what though I, I i am starting to realize it's funny how that you can start to pick apart what these people are about the more you get to see them and i'm, I'm begrudgingly going okay something about this is kind of interesting and it's not just the fact that jadis is nude and it's it's that their nature so you get the idea when you first meet them and i mentioned this last uh, last week which which is the stealth and the they know how to handle themselves and they have a very fortress like place mm-hmm. and obviously they're weird they don't know how to speak english but the fact the reason for that is at their core all of these people are essential i'm trying to find the right word there's a there's a theory where you take what's necessary and you discard every the rest and I, there's a theory there's a philosophy that behind that and you know what you're right there is one and i don't remember the name behind I'm struggling it struggling and I, yeah i know the meaning of it i just don't remember what it was yeah. called now and these people embody that to its core down to yeah. the nudity right like if sure. you really want to be in touch with your art you try to take out any distraction right so you yes. part of distractions clothes okay let's not worry about clothes let's just wear a smock <laughs> apparently yeah. a nice smock to cover the boots yes. and then you just do your thing but it's also the language it's also the bare minimum language and like he talks too much you know that like it's this comic kind of way of looking at us you know as people you know, like we could do with less words i guess and and we'd still get the meaning but uh, i just so i hate that i'm getting it and maybe hopefully it'll make even more sense with more exposure to them yes <laughs> i use the right word um, i think i think it was a bruce lee quote absorb what is useful discard what is useless yeah yeah that's, that's yeah. showing up uh, you know it could be it could be some Taoist thing or or, or something it but be. it must but come from somewhere else like i don't know why if forget what it's called like the law of essentialism i was looking at like moore's law i mean that the night when i watched it i was i was trying to figure out the right law and i just couldn't remember it yeah it comes from somewhere it's bruce lee's law (laughs) we're gonna call that now um but yeah it's bruce lee must have gotten from somewhere i think he got it from something called cheat kundo let's see the Tao of cheat kundo i think it's yeah it's it comes from something more Hmm. Monks, I think, right? Jeet Kune Do. Like, it's Marsh- a fighting style, right? Yes, it's a martial arts philosophy. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, God love Google. 
God bless Google. Good. I was trying to find Fast. it. I found it like two seconds. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's mm. it's the first thing that I said was when when Rick was trying to convince them of trying to join them, showing them the Polaroids and and stuff. Was effing Tammy out. Oh my God. She's like, shot you. Done, man. She's like, shot you. It's very straightforward about it. Yeah. She's like, shot you. Basically saying shot you, like, as in what, you know, why are you still here? What do you want now? Why are you still here? Yeah. It does get the point across. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You grazed me. I know. I know. I thought that was really funny. That yeah, was funny. Yeah. I'm like, no, dude, she shot you. You have to admit, there, it was it was the tension was there, but it's also kind of broken up by the fact that these people are kind of outer worldly. It's very odd, so um, odd. Yeah, she says no. Let's just get to the point. I love it. He really He's does like, make a concerted no. speech too, you know, and it's he talks too much, I guess. Yeah. And I really thought that they were escorting him out until we get to the end. <laughs> I she's really wearing did. his boots. I really thought that they escorted him out. I was like, oh man, really? God damn yeah. it, Rick! Got yourself locked up again. And this is, this is like another mm-hmm. one of those bad decisions you're referring to, or bad decision. <laughs> bad decision uh, yeah and they uh, and did you notice that scene as they were ending that scene where she says no how they kind of scattered like roaches or like they do kind of yes. like fast walkers or something yes yes which they've just... done before but I, I like the bird's eye view of it they're so weird before we get i mean obviously okay rick is being escorted to a trailer dumpster? no a trailer or no a uh, oh I... you know what it is it's kind of like the terminus trailer that they were in just yeah it is. but it's but the idea it brings up visuals of that were similar to daryl in the sanctuary and then uh, it True. suddenly it suddenly hit me something big and i'm hoping that this is the case because this kind of turns the world on its head like oh it may even differ from i mean obviously the guard the trash hipsters they're not even in the comic right so no it may turn the world on its head to think about the fact that the saviors are not the biggest problem in this world it could mm. be it could be that the trash hipsters uh that the saviors were the last line of defense from the trash hipsters and that maybe the deal that was struck between those two of mutual of like armistice was kind of like a you stay on your side of the fence i'll stay on mine we'll strike some deals like in this in this agreement mm. like access to the helicopter we'll give you some of our our scavenging so yeah yeah, there's this idea that's starting to really form in the back of my mind, like, oh my god, what if this has nothing to do with the saviors? What if Rick's plan to get the trash hipsters to actually join them was a faulty idea from the very beginning? You know, from the very moment that they found them. What if the trash people were just playing them, being toying with them, trying to torture them into thinking that, oh, the saviors are the bad guys. Meanwhile, they're really the worst. They're, they are uh, the worst. Yeah. And this idea is growing exponentially in my brain, and it makes me really, really frightened for Rick. Because if that's the case, this show can go in a re- this this season is going to feel long. Because if Rick yeah. is not going to be leaving there there for a little while, I don't think it's going to interfere with the overall plan with the Saviors. But now that the Saviors are out of the way, if I'm right, this could be even worse. And it could obviously it can be an alliance between the Saviors to conquer them, but we may not see that ever, or we'll see that way down the line you know maybe yeah. that's that's the owl and the owl festival maybe they change that <laughs> okay i don't know but like it really bugs me that i'm thinking about this because the more i think about it the more it would be something out of nowhere i don't think anybody i've tried to read predictions and obviously people have read the comics so they, they're not thinking this mm-hmm. so i don't know well, and what do you think about this idea i don't know 
I mean, the thing is that because they're not a group from the comics, they can pretty much pivot the garbage people any way that they want. I don't know. I don't know what role they're going to play exactly. Like, I always thought that they were kind of there to play spoiler. Right. But I don't know. I mean, I, I think that they are the ones with their with the helicopter. I think that would be super useful, obviously. Right. So I don't know if this is just, if they're just another obstacle to be reckoned with in order to get to the bigger boss you know but I don't know yet I don't know yet I just don't know how much longer do you keep these garbage people on or like how much of a role are they going to be in or is this a community that is going to last and that you know you have to kind of find a way to, to, to either defeat them in a way that they are submissive to the group or what I don't know you know so it, it'll be interesting to see I haven't figured them out I have yeah. not figured out the garbage And that's the worst part. That's what makes me think about this. So I guess we'll see, but but I, I'm holding on to this theory. And if I'm the only one who, who calls it, I'll get, a little, I'll get a little pep in my step. Meanwhile, I'm wearing my pooping pants. So... <laughs> Oh man, now I'm nervous. But still, but if we don't, if you don't have any more notes, we can move on to sneak peeks. Where's the theme yes. music for sneak peeks? Do we have theme music for sneak peeks? No, we don't. We okay. should. Oh well, we should develop it. I'll work on it, Carol. <laughs> um, so yeah, sneak peeks. First one looks like Eugene is confronting Dwight, yes. and Dwight yes. says the sanctuary will fall, and all you and... have to do is just nothing, right? That's yeah. what he says. It's yep. like all you have to do is just nothing. Just let it happen. Right. Don't don't solve Negan's problem but don't also leave with dr carson yes (laughs) so yes so what do you think about that Uh, i i think eugene is going to take some sort of action what i'm more curious about to see is if father gabriel is sincerely sick and is this his dying wish since he wanted to die with a purpose and his purpose is to get a doctor to maggie or some people think could he be faking it to get to the doctor for the doctor to see him and then you know he gets to you know and they go from there. Maybe, maybe that's a possibility too. I don't know. So, yeah. like, I'll be, I'll be curious to see what that is. Yeah, you, you're not even calling what you, Eugene might even do. You're just kind of like, you know, let me leave that alone because yeah. Eugene's got enough to deal with. <laughs> Eugene has enough to deal with. I, I'm wow. more curious to see, like, is Father Gabriel seriously sick, or is he kind of? giving off that so that he can get to the doctor. Wow, I really I did plant a seed last week, didn't I? <laughs> With that. Yeah. Oh, yes. It, it is something to think about, yeah. But, uh, so the next scene is we have Rick being let out naked-ish on his knees at the dump, and the sound of walkers in the background. Oh, God. So, and, and what I wrote here was because of my theory, I was like, is this another test? Or yes. is this just the, the trash people toying with him, knowing full well that they are the masters of this, the apocalypse, and they're, this, they're, they're the worst threat. This is another weird, weird test. Another yeah. weird test. In my yeah. mind, I envision this being another one of those, like, prove how strong you are, gladiator. Like, this is basically another gladiator type test, yet again. And, and yet, why do we, like, if they're such pragmatic people, like, if they're such essential, essentialist people, I, I don't want to use the word essentialist because of the other connotations, but, like, those kind of people's very brief, curt. Yes, minimalist. They, yeah, they are, yeah, minimalist. That's perfect word. Thank you. It's because it's 2 a.m. But, um... <laughs> 
if they are that, he's already done the test. Why would they make him do it again, right? So that's what really gets bumped around in my mind. And the only thing I could think of is the third option of all this is that somebody comes in and just takes them all out. It's just, it's just done with them. And then we can, like, take out a potential plot hole, you know? <laughs> so I mean, I mean, honestly, like, they... The side missions need to stop, and if it, and if there was any sort of sense, because he told them, you know, in this episode, it's like, you know, my people know that I'm here, you know, so like if you don't, you know, if, if you don't uh, side with us, you know, they're they're gonna do what they're gonna do, or whatever. Right. Yeah, pretty much. So I'm and, like, and yeah, the people that know that he's there, Daryl, are off right. doing something completely stupid. Right. I'm like, no, you guys should be waiting outside of the walls of this place, ready to kind of go in if necessary. Right. And who is now like we don't know no i have no idea like he's basically there on his own just kind of like hey guys guys you can come in guys i need some help in this (laughs) nothing (laughs) really easy help so yeah and maybe there you know what maybe this is maybe this is um jada's really trying to call rick out on his bluff if they are really ready they'll put a stop to this walker let's say or walkers Mm -hmm. i mean it sounds like more than one so oh man okay so another sneak peek tara saying we can do this and then flashing to michonne she admits that their the risk isn't worth taking right and that daryl disagrees yep so it's it's very iffy here now yeah i mean i know we did cover the fact that as stupid as this is if they hadn't done this the fat lady would have been would been would have been released the sanctuary would probably gotten cleared out daryl wouldn't have been there in time to follow up on rosita and michonne you know yeah. and get taken out to tia or whoever whatever her name was uh, the savior mm-hmm. So I'll admit that as stupid as this was, they got really, really lucky. Um, yes. But that being said, now that that's been neutralized and now that they've actually seen the sanctuary, okay, uh, goodbye. Right. Just go, just go away. Right. No, Daryl um, is basically, Daryl and Tara are full bent on just kind of like, nope, just going in, you know, just full on head first. That's it. So one of these two or both of these two are not getting out of this situation alive as far as I'm concerned. Sorry, Daryl fans. <laughs> oh, man. Sorry. Yeah, like, it's like it's like the ta- the the tantric death has gotta it's gotta end some point, and we're already that... up to uh, episode seven. So this is like the episode before the mid season. Probably. That, if, I'm telling you, I man, I am afraid what's going to happen on Twitter if Daryl gets killed off at any point. If that happens, Twitter will explode. Yeah. Will I mean, ex- you, you have had, I've, I've spoken, you know, since we started the podcast, I've spoken with so many people and there are things that have happened, major things, you know, okay, like like Maggie's father dying, like Herschel right. dying. Right, um, that was significant. Oof. Yeah, you and people have stopped watching the show after that. Right. And, uh, and I speak to people all day, it's like these major things, these major characters dying. Glenn. Yeah, Glenn, Glenn. Yeah, that that was a tough. I think I think I spoke to some guy just uh, three days ago, a friend from from grade school, and he's like, "Yeah, just after that, it was kind of like, boy, what are you trying to do? I'm just not, yeah. I'm not invested." And uh, yeah. you know, and even even when they heard that, especially when they heard that Glenn came back, they're like, "Oh, come on, you know, yeah. I'm not, yeah. I will not be toyed like this." So. Yeah, no, no. People were just kind of like, "Oof!" Like there were there have been certain moments where people were kind of like, "Nope, I'm done." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so it's 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 one of those things where and you know if if no if nobody dies i look i'll be happy but uh it's it's see the tensions just too it's just everybody's putting themselves in such 
danger right I just, now. Sometimes yeah. unnecessarily. So Right. And I just don't feel like you can get away with such reckless behavior for so long. Eventually, yeah. something's going to have to come from it. Yeah, not on this show. So, right. oh man. And, God's you know, with Tara... With Tara and, and Daryl right now, it's kind of like the whole, you know, listen, if you guys are going to live by the sword, you're going to die by the sword. Like, that's basically it. You know, you guys are hell-bent on killing everybody. It's like, this, this doesn't bode well for them. Right. Assuming that the flash-forward is true, we know that Michonne survives. Right. Okay. So we know that much. Uh, beyond that, we you know Carl survives. Uh, Gracie survives. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Obviously, yeah, right, right, right. So these people we know make it. What, how they make it and at what cost, you know, right. we don't know. And then we don't know the other people that are. But so we know that I guess Tara, Daryl, at the very least, Terrell, they're on the chopping block. Uh, and then yeah. you have Aaron and Aaron and Enid. Ugh. So yeah. But look, let's take a step back for a second. Realize that this is shaping up to be a pretty crazy season right now they've really kind of gotten a lot of their mojo back in my book you know in terms of disruptions in terms of character development you've got these characters who you know you've got like a Negan a seemingly two-dimensional character who does crazy things to to our main characters and then you get this sort of depth to him that makes you realize oh wow okay any one of us could have been that guy to to get people to fall in line you know to, to realize and it's something I realized while listening to the sh- to our show again last week's show how people are a resource the one thing that Negan really tries to drive home that people just aren't getting because they're too used to other people trying to kill them mm-hmm. is that how many actual people are left in this world right they're a precious resource not just a resource so yeah. there's almost like a I care about humanity. There's too little of us to be wasting us. When things eventually get better, mm-hmm. you know, when these walkers eventually run out of flesh, let's just say right now, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we are going to need enough people to put the pieces back together. And I'm going to want to yeah. be there to, whether or not he wants to be the president or, you know, whatever it is to be the one to put the pieces back together. I want to yeah. be able to have enough resources to be able to get the train in motion again to get things back to normal. You know, yep. so that's pretty big. You know, it yeah. just takes it to another level. The, the, I have this idea of resources because they're precious resources. So, absolutely, know, he's a, he's an he's an eco warrior, a people eco warrior. He's ecological. He understands yeah. that. He's a hippie deep down. <laughs> deep down inside, he's a hippie. Very in his cockles, I guess. Let's just say so. Lucille, <sighs> give me strength. Lucille, <laughs> give me strength. Pretty much. I guess. Uh, and with that, let's uh, let's call it an evening. Uh, you have many means to reach us. It's Squawking Dead Podcast at gmail.com. You've got www.squawkingdead.com to see all our portals, our social media portals, episodes. You've got YouTube. You've got Google Play Music. You've got Apple Podcasts. You've got Twitter. You've got Facebook pages. You can't I mean, swing a cat without hitting us. Yeah, and yet I'm not seeing any cats. <laughs> so yeah. with that, yeah. uh, have a great evening, everybody. It was a really, really lovely meeting of the minds. Tantra death, hashtag. And uh, everybody have a great evening, and we'll see you next week, guys. See you next time. Bye. the button. <laughs> I can't find the button. I'm keeping this.